Welcome to another episode of Missing Pieces, my weekly audio journal where I talk about what I'm up to and what I'm into. Experimental intro there for you guys. I just came up with that and I thought it'd be fun to try it on, see how it fits. And uh, I kind of like it. It's short and sweet. And I think it's a good example to myself and everyone out there that's listening to this that even if you've done something every week of your life for the last several years, it never hurts to try new things and experiment, which is uh, something that I did this week as well. And we'll get into that. But before that, I'd like to welcome everyone into June, the unofficial start to summer as I see it, and also my favorite month of the year. June has so much promise and potential to it because you're finishing school, the days are getting longer, the days are getting warmer, and you're just ready for this the prospect of summer and all the months of fun that are ahead of you. At least that's how I feel. And I think probably a lot of other people that are kids probably feel the same way. But I I love June. And uh, this June, I kicked off with a bang. But before I get into that, let's talk about how we finished up May. Did one of my favorite activities that I just love to do, and I'd love to do more in the month of June and July and August. And let's just make it all year. And that is hiking. Something that I just like... I don't know what it is about hiking. I don't. I think it's because it's this thing where you're just out there in nature and you choose what you want to do, where you want to go, and you just get to experience it. You get to exercise while you're doing it. You get to see great views. I do it with my family, so I enjoy that as well. And it's just so much fun. So Cody last week uh, was Memorial Day and Monday everyone's off Clarkman's off of school so she decided that we'd, we'd go hiking and she actually found us a new spot to go that I really enjoyed. It was a bit of a drive to get there. It was probably about an hour of a drive. Uh, but we ended up going to a place called World's End State Park, which is near Forksville, Pennsylvania. Maybe somebody out there that's listening to this, maybe, you, maybe you've been there. In fact, uh, I, I got to make a note here to talk about, uh, we actually met a fan while we were out yard selling this week. And I want to talk about the prospect of that and the fact that there are actual people, real people in the real world that are watching and listening to our stuff, which is just wild. Uh, because oftentimes, you know, I see numbers, right? I see people viewed things, which is cool uh, and an honor. And then, uh, you you know, sometimes on a rare occasion, I see comments from people and then, uh, you know, it's, it's just all digital. But then when you actually like meet someone and they, they can express to you how you make them feel and the impact you've had on them, it's just, it's crazy. And it's still something that I, I don't think I'll ever get used to. Uh, and I, I've never like felt special in any way. Cause I'm just, I'm just a dude doing my thing here, but man, it's, it's crazy. The impact that you can have just by sharing your silly home movies with people on the internet. Uh, and, and we'll get into that unless I forget, cause it's not on my outline, but something that I just thought of. So <laughs> virtually typing that in. World's End State Park. We went to this trail called the Canyon Vista Trail. It's a four-mile loop, and it was—it's a moderate trail, so you know, not the easiest thing to do. Uh, we've got Clark Man with us, who I am wildly impressed with because last year when we went, we did some hiking last year, and he wasn't overly into it. Like I kind of had to bribe him to go hiking last summer on this one that we did. I don't think I even filmed it or anything. We just kind of went out for the day, but I was like. You know, he, he was like, oh, I don't want to go. Can I hang out with you? I mean, I'm like, how about this? How about if we do the hike? I'll take you out for some some dinner. And he wanted Chinese food. So that was enough to entice him. And the whole time he's kind of complaining and stuff. And I'm just like, this is what it's like being a parrot. This is what it's like having a normal kid, right? Well, this year, things were totally different. We get up to this trail. And we pull into like the main area, first of all. And I'm actually going to be editing a video on this while you're listening to this probably, or while this is exporting, I'm going to be kind of working on the, the video that I shot. I got about an hour of footage of this day of us just hiking. It was kind of a, a experimental test with this camera called the DJI Osmo Action 3. It's kind of like a, a GoPro alternative. 
just wanted to see how it perform out there in the wild. But uh, we get to this like the spot where everybody parks at, and then we go over and look at the map, and we're like, okay, where's this trail at exactly? Because none of our stuff worked in terms of GPS or uh, or cell data or any of that. I guess GPS would have worked, but the cell data that we're using our phones, there's nothing up there, which reminded me that I need to sign up for all trails plus it's this app that i use for finding trails but apparently you can download offline maps if you pay for the the premium version of it so i might do that because it might make life a little easy or luckily we had a guy there that was giving his dog some water by the map and we asked him like hey do you know where this trail is and he's like oh yeah it's up on the the road up there you know you just drive up a little bit so it's like okay cool so we drive up and i see the spot where you can pull off and we miss it. I'm like, oh shoot, we missed our spot. And this is where it gets kind of like, kind of crazy. We drive up a little bit further. I'm looking for a spot to turn around. And then I find this little pull off spot and I pull in there to turn around, look up. And there's literally like this archway with a sign on it that says Canyon Vista Trail. <laughs> I was just like, dude, it was like meant to be. And it's weird. Like even this week, there's been some things that have happened where it's almost like, I don't know. I, it, it, it's not like the secret or whatever, like materializing things or like envisioning things that like come into you. But it feels to me like things are happening like to me or for me, if that makes any sense. And maybe everyone feels this way. Maybe it's just one of those things where your brain's dialed into a certain frequency and then you just start registering things that maybe you would have would have went unnoticed before. Like I've talked before about if you um, say you get a new car and you're driving that around, you start noticing everyone else that has that same car. It's one of those things that would have would have been happening otherwise, but like it's it just feels weird. It feels mystical. <laughs> you know, you can assign meaning to anything you want. I think it's fun just to be like, oh, it's mystical. You know? <laughs> so, anyways, we pull up to this place and it's like right where we're supposed to be, which is wild. And it's like, okay, that guy that was there, was he there for us? Are we living in a simulation? I don't know. Uh, and then like, we missed our turn where we would have stopped at, but then we stopped at this place to turn around and it was like right where we were supposed to be. It was so cool. But we went for the hike that day. And I mentioned before, Clark Mann really wasn't into it a year ago. Seven-year-old Clark Mann, I had to bribe him for food. He's complaining the whole time. This time, the dude is leading the way. He's all about this hike life. And this wasn't just like a trail that you just go walking on. It was, it was like steep hills and stuff. He got himself a little walking stick and he loved it. And that just made me so happy because it's like, you know, I love hiking. Cody loves it. And now we got Clark Man on board. It's an unstoppable hiking force now. So we hiked this trail. It was a four mile loop. There were some peeps on it. Not too many though. We did stop and have some food and we stopped to look at the vistas. It wasn't just named the Canyon Vista Trail for nothing. Oh no. There were like two different spots where you could stop and just like look out over this entire valley. And that is why I love hiking, because it's just like we did all this work to get to the spot, got the heart rate up a little bit, felt good. And then you stop here and you're just like, dang, look at the world. Look at that world. And so I was just I was loving every little bit of it. And we did this loop. Uh, one other thing that happened like the right way is that there was this fork at the beginning and you could take the one direction, you know, and do the do the loop, I guess clockwise or you could do the counterclockwise. And I was split. So and I, I, I get paralyzed with the. Uh, decision-making choices. I hate having decisions to make, especially if there's, you know, having two, not so hard, but if you give me like a whole menu or something, I'm like, oh, I want this, but what if I got this? And like, what if I'm happy with that? What if I get this? I hate making decisions. I just want things to be decided for me. Uh, you know, and that seems weird too, because I am the type of guy that likes to, you know, I like to make, um, I guess, well, 
researched and thought out decisions. And when I make a decision, it's usually not the wrong one because I've thought about all the different options and what that could lead to. And then I have researched it, watched like videos, reviews, whatever. Like I go probably a little too far in. I'm not like an impulsive person by any means. Uh, but when I do make a decision, it's a good one. It just takes me a really long time to get to that spot. And I feel paralyzed in the meantime. And maybe you, maybe you felt that before too. But uh, I just let, since I had two people with me, I'm like, you guys decide. Wh whichever way we're going, I'm happy. We're going to see the same thing either way. Cody decided that we were going to go uh, counterclockwise. And I have to tell you, I'm so glad that we did. If, if you ever make it out to this place, which I know speaking to probably 99% of you, maybe you know, maybe less because there are probably – we have a large United States population. This is me analyzing this. We've got a lot of people in the U.S. listening to this or watching this uh, as a part of my audience. And you would think that there is at least a – a 2% chance that if everyone was split evenly just in the United States, 2% of people live in Pennsylvania if we divide it by 50. But then you got the international audience, so it's probably is 99% chance that you'll never go there. But you could come in from New York. You, I mean, who knows? Anyways, why? why? Do the counterclockwise route. It takes you on this nice little creek area when you start out. And it's lovely because there's, you know, there's people down there swimming. There's some great spots. I mean, it could be good to end there because you could jump into the water at the end and cool down. But you get off to a nice flat start. And then you cross the road that we were driving on. And then you see the parking lot that we would have maybe started at had I made the, the turn off in the right time. But then you kind of start going up this mountain. Because obviously to have a vista and to see over a, a canyon, you need to climb an elevation. We were doing that for a long time. I'm like, man, this is like really going up. And by like mile three of the four miles, you've reached the peak of everything. And then that last mile, the one that you would have started out on had you've gone the clockwise route, that is like straight down the side of a mountain. So we would have started had we gone that way, had all the, the planets not aligned and everything worked out for us in that day, like happening to us, like I said, we would have started out going straight up the side of a mountain alongside the road and I don't know if we would have gotten the Clark man completely on board going that way like he was hyped at the beginning you know and he, he liked the whole thing but I'm worried that if we would have gone counterclockwise going straight up a mountain and doing basically all of the elevation in that first mile probably wouldn't have gone over very well so it was just an example of like the whole day working out for us and I had a fantastic time. After it was done, we were we were very thirsty. We didn't take nearly enough water with us, uh, which is like a, a hiking noob move. Uh, so we went to the little like snack shack or snack shop that they had there, and we got some very expensive Gatorade. <laughs> uh, and then you know we went home, and it was it was fun. So I I will always remember that Memorial Day not only because it was a good experience, but because I have video of it too, uh, which is why I always recommend to people, especially if you have young kids. Even if you don't plan to be a weirdo and post your stuff to the YouTubes or TikTok or wherever you, you frequent, just record it for yourself because that's like a memory that, you know, you have today and you think you'll remember. But, you know, there's tons of videos. I'll just I'll go back and watch like the YouTube algorithm serves them up sometimes and I'll watch them like I don't remember this day. I don't remember that. And it's it's crazy. And how's that going to be 10 years from now? When Clark Man's all grown up, it's gonna be amazing to look back and be like, that was the trail that he got serious about hiking that led to us walking the entire Appalachian Trail. I'm still trying to sell the family on that. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I do really want to do a crazy challenge like that in my life and document it. I think it'd be a really cool thing for me personally to grow from, but also to to share with the world and maybe inspire somebody out there because I have this platform. And what if I did a thing where? I walked the entire Appalachian Trail, uh, dedicating six months of my life, the hard part, to that. 
Uh, I'm in a unique position to do it. I could also do a thing where I go across the whole country. I could bicycle. I mean, I watched a guy on TikTok that started doing that. He was doing the four corners of the United States on bike. And uh, he didn't actually make it the whole way. I think he met this girl along the way, and that kind of derailed the plan. And they kind of got together. And last I saw, like, they were doing some bike rides together. But I'm like, oh, man, uh, I wanted to see the whole thing go through. Like, he was going down the East Coast, then across to the West, and then up the West Coast. And he was going to go across again. Um, but, man, I, I just really respect people that can dedicate their lives to that. It definitely is easy if you don't have a family and you're not um, – you know, you don't have obligations to, to other people. Like now, look, he got a girlfriend and now that was the end of that, you know? Um, and I, I just don't want to give up on that much of Clark man's life, which is the thing that holds me back. Cause like you leave for the Appalachian trail, they, they could come down and meet me along the way. And I, I think I've talked about this as one of the three questions series. One thing that I would really love to do. And I just want to prove to myself that I physically can do it. First of all, because the only thing that would stop me, if I made my decision to do it, the only thing that would stop me would be death or broken leg or both. But you're, you're giving up a lot of time. But I, the thing that also, not only showing that you can do it, you can tell I'm going way off script here. I had no idea I was talking about this. So bear with me as my mind goes to all these destinations, taking you to great destinations, just like Thomas. I think it'd be cool to see that you can survive with just what you have carrying on your back. And I think that'd be pretty darn cool too. Uh, and I think it'd be one of those things that would be probably one of the highlight accomplishments of my life. So... You know, maybe one of these days. I have it kind of in my mind, like by the time I turn 40, going from a guy that really doesn't hike that much and doing a four-mile loop is like the highlight of his hiking career to doing something crazy like 2,000 miles on a pretty advanced trail like the Appalachian Trail with without much, um, you know, assistance or whatever would be really cool. So keep that in the back of my Greg's goals list uh, for the future. But I felt like the whole hiking thing, it – it's going to be something that I really want to do. Clarkman has said that he wants to camp a lot this summer. So I'm like, oh, these two things go hand in hand. If I could get Cody or Mrs. Brickitect, as she's known in some circles, to rough it with us in a tent, I think we could really do some crazy stuff. Uh, but that's how, you know, this is this is me putting that out there. If I can materialize uh, a trail right in front of my car when I make a wrong turn or a guy that is perfectly positioned to give us directions on uh, something we wouldn't have known otherwise. Why can't I materialize this too? You know, maybe put it out there. Anyways, getting, getting crazy. What do they call that? Uh, getting woo woo, maybe woo woo. Are we woo wooing? <laughs> Are you glad you tuned into this podcast today? I'm sorry. I, I have, I have like an outline here. It's just like, a few words, like just a couple lines. And then everything that I say here is not planned or scripted. And I just kind of go off. And for that reason, I love podcasting. I love doing this. This is like one of my favorite things I do every week. And it's something I look forward to. I'm doing this on Sunday morning, by the way. Uh, the weekends are crazy now with the yard selling, which we'll get to, but we got to, we got to wrap May up. I've been going on. This is going to be a long one, guys. All right. And I had to kick Clark, man. He was playing some Minecraft here. I'm like, dude, I got to do my podcast. So the sacrifices that we make for you guys to listen to this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, wrapping up May, um, that was Memorial Day. The next two days were kind of work days for me and or errand, like running days. Cody always finds like one day of the week that we have to get groceries. We got to go to this place. We go to the gym. We do all this, all this stuff in one day. And then in like that day is like pooched. So I d did one of those. And then I did a Lego day, which I, I would love to do more of, but I can't seem to find the time. Can you tell why? <laughs> but like, here's the deal. I could be sitting down here 
doing Lego stuff, building Lego, trying to make videos for this Lego audience, which I'm sure they appreciate. Or I could be out enjoying life and being out hiking. And if someone's maybe thinking about doing one of those two things, the Lego is always going to be there. So that's the way that I look at it. And I, uh, I, that's kind of become, I wanted this year. And I think one of my goals was to like really make Lego, like my, my full-time gig, like really go in on it. But I feel like that's, it, it just naturally become like a lower priority for me because there's so many other things that I want to do in this life. I'm not just a guy that dedicates his entire life to Lego. And there's people out there that do that. And I respect them. They make a great living doing that. And they become a great source of information and entertainment. But I just, I don't know, dude. I, I want to be a renaissance man. I want to do like this and that and everything. And for those reasons, for those reasons, I'm out. But for those reasons, it's really hard for, I think, people to um, to follow me on my journey in some cases because they want one particular thing. You know, like I can't just do pizza. I got to do pizza, pretzels, pickles, and parks, you know, because I love all these things. I love too much in this world to be narrowed down to one thing. So instead, I just do everything. And that's what keeps you from getting burnt out when you're doing, I guess, anything. You know, if you do too much of one thing, even if it's something you love, I think oftentimes about people switching to, to video games. There's, you would think that maybe someone that plays video games for a living would love their life. Like they get to play video games all day. That's so much fun. It is until you do that eight hours a day, every single day, and you're live streaming it and you're playing the same game because that's what people want. You get like, I just think it would be just as as tiring as doing any job, is working in a factory. You know, the, the, the concept of it may sound more fun, but anytime you like really dedicate yourself to one thing, unless it's like you're just super passionate, and there's some people that can just dial into that thing, that's just not me. I'm just all over the place, and I don't know. I think that's fun. Maybe it makes things more interesting, because instead of me, you know, I, I'm talking about hiking. If all you saw me do was hiking, I think a lot of people would be kind of, kind of upset with that. In fact, I don't know how the hiking video is going to go. I, I can't imagine many people want to see it, but I got like an hour of footage I noticed and I'm going to kind of bring that into something that's, that's usable. Uh, so maybe somebody will, like you can virtually go on a, on an experience with us like that. And, you know, we've got all this other stuff that I love to do, like RC stuff. I like gaming myself personally, not on a, a huge level. I try to squeeze that in when I can. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because I didn't get much gaming in this week. Zelda, I don't know if I played it at all, to be honest. Uh, I was thinking about that game and all the hype around the new Tears of Kingdom. We're, we're skipping things here. I'm trying to get you guys out of May. We're skipping around. I'm like playing the Zelda game, but then I'm thinking, am I missing something here? Like everybody talks about these games being the greatest games of all time. But for me, I do love open world games, but I kind of feel like Red Dead Redemption 2 is better than Zelda. And I like the Fallout games and Skyrim, those type of games, better than Zelda. Is it? Am I just missing something? I'm thinking maybe I need to put more time into it. I'm not that deep, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I don't know. You, you you feel weird when you're a person that goes against the grain, but uh, sometimes I, I take pride in that too. Uh, wrapping up May, we did the Lego thing, uh, did the running day. That takes us to June 1st, which again is something I'm looking forward to. Something I'm looking forward to uh, because. June is an amazing month. And I decided that no zero days, like I'm going to do better. Uh, there was, there's been some days where I haven't like recorded cause it's just like a work day or I'm like editing and it's like, nobody wants to see me edit, but I am trying to remember that every day does have a story. Every day turns into something special. I don't really notice that until I start like recording things. Cause you start thinking in your mind like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. And then you record it and it's like, Hey, 
that day actually existed. And it actually makes it easier for me to do these podcasts because like right now, I didn't really do anything on the last couple days of May in terms of recording. And I have to like think back in my brain because I'm also not taking good like notes or journaling. Like what did I do those days? Like what was, there was probably something cool that happened that day. Why didn't I make a, like a little short on it? That could have been fun, even if it wasn't a full day. Like there's so much opportunity for everyone. <laughs> including myself. And I need to remember that no zero days as we, if you've been around a long time, you know what no zero days is. It's a, it's the philosophy. It's actually a hiking philosophy uh, where zero days is a day where you just take off. You don't do anything. You just rest. And that's essential, especially if you decide to walk the Appalachian trail. And that's where I heard about this, this concept. But in my life, I'm trying to do this thing where there are no zero days. Every day is like moving forward towards a goal, having momentum, trying to get something done or to better yourself in some way to always make progress. No one just take a day off where you don't do anything. I, it's not my style anyway, especially when every day it's like, I kind of choose what I want to do. And I don't say that to flex or brag. It's just like, that's how, it's how it is. And, um, it makes me very happy as a person, as opposed to my old life that I had before the graces of, of YouTube smiled upon me where I would have been very depressed doing the, the, the life that I was in before I was in finance. If, if you're new to the series and I was living the life of a sellout, doing something that I didn't necessarily believe in, which is uh, putting people in debt, making them a slave to the lender. And I just, I, I, I just so glad that I'm not doing that. Even though I was supposedly helping people, that's not how I want to help people. I want to help people in, in, in a way that, that brings them happiness. There's Mellow Cat creeping in as a live studio audience. Speaking of that, um, going off the script here again, this whole, just, I'm just going to crumble up virtually my, my outline here until we get to listener feedback. Uh, Jack Frost, my unofficial cat is, uh, has been coming around. I think he, he's a love ball and he's real sweet. If you saw the video on him, you, you know, you know how nice he is. In fact, he's, he likes me more than mellow cat does. Probably he's been coming around every morning and I've been giving him treats so far. I've given him about two and a half bags of treats or packs, uh, back in mail time, people send us so many treats from mellow cat that she like there was more than she could eat. So there, Jack Frost is getting those. And every day he's out there, I give him some treats. And I looked for him this morning. I didn't see him. But when we got to the bus, he's out there and he starts meowing. He comes across the road and then I hook him up. But I'm just hoping that doesn't lead to him constantly crossing and then one day getting hit. Because if I see that happen out there, it's not going to be good. Um, but yeah, that's that's my cat. And let's get back. <laughs> not my cat. It's the neighbor's cat. I just I wish he was my cat. Let's get back into June. I made a decision this month. I'm going to try to document as much as I can filming every day, which I've been doing. I've got a lot of footage to edit. On June 1st, I was recording my day doing stuff. I think I was working on this new Lego project that I had. And uh, that evening, Cody and Clark were going over to her mom's get get their hair cut and have dinner there. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do while you guys are doing that? This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. This is like a bucket list item of mine. And it's going to sound silly to most people. But I really wanted to go to a a local baseball game. We have this team in our area that's not too far from our house here. And their opening day happened to be June 1st. And I was like, oh, this is kind of perfect. Like it's kind of symbolic of me kind of getting back into no zero days and trying like new things, checking things off my list. I'm going to go to their opening night game. So I was like, you guys go ahead. I had just been over at Bud and Deb's, my mother and father-in-law's like three days the last week. So I, don't, I think they've probably had their fill of me. Uh, and, uh, I was like, let me just do this. So I went online and I checked like the tickets, tickets are $8. I was like, oh, this is so cheap. I looked at the seating. 
there was so much that was open, particularly this, in this one section that was a, like a great seating area. And I was like, wow, I'm going to get this seat right here. And I noticed why it was open. And it was because it was the non-alcoholic section. It was like the family section. I was like, you know, I'm not bringing my family with me, but and I don't plan to drink. I'm not a drinking dude, which is, um, I guess, a rarity at baseball games. Because when I was there, I had this great seat, of course, like uh, it, it was it was it was really awesome being there. the The evening was wonderful. The weather was great, but everybody there had at least one, possibly two beers in their hands. So it led me to believe that the majority of people go to baseball games simply to drink beer. And uh, this may be like to, to some people that go to baseball games regularly. You're probably like, "Yeah, Greg, like you didn't know that." Well, I don't really do much for baseball. Uh, it's been a sport that I've tried getting into several times throughout the years, and it's just so darn boring that I can't bring myself to watch it, uh, particularly on TV. But I was like, hey, maybe being there and being in the moment and kind of having a team that you're cheering for, maybe it'll be good. And while I did enjoy the aspect of being there and like being in the moment and like being a part of the fans and cheering and all of that, like the, the atmosphere, if you will, the team freaking sucks. I stayed until the end of the eighth inning. And at that point, it was 0-3. The State College spikes were winning by three runs. And at that point, the cross cutters, which is the home team, they had two hits, no runs, nothing. Like it, like just nothing happened in the game. And maybe it's just because they're kind of getting started and warmed up and maybe the games will be better as time goes by. But I was like, you know what? At the end of the eighth, if, if they don't score, if nothing happens, I'm going to bail out of this and I'm going to get out of here for all the traffic lets loose. So that's what I did. I, I didn't go back to see if they actually won. There was probably like some type of crazy comeback. In May the ninth inning, they scored 15 runs. And it was the most miraculous finish to a baseball game in that stadium of all time. But I doubt it. Uh, I Cody's mom asked me if I'm going to go again. And I'm like, I don't know. I, it's not a financial thing. Like, it was only $8. It's a time thing. Like that, I spent like three hours there probably. And I was just thinking, like, all the things I could have done during that time. It wasn't overly interesting. I don't know if I'm going to go back again. I think I'd rather use that time to do almost anything else. Something that I have been doing in the evenings after that night, uh, around, like, when the sun starts going down. I go to the, the basketball court where there doesn't ever seem to be anyone there. And I just shoot hoops. I put some music on, on my AirPods. I put my phone, like, kind of in the grass behind where the the, the hoop is, I guess. And I just go out there and shoot around and I have a great time. Like I, I find that very satisfying. It's almost therapeutic, just shooting, trying to hit shots. Like I try to do all these different posi like, um, positions, spots on the court I'm trying to hit from. I try to like hit threes. Like before I leave, I've hit a three. But then once I hit that, I'm like, I got to I gotta prove to myself that wasn't a fluke, so I got to do it again. So I hit like two threes in a row. It's almost like a obsessive compulsive type thing with me and, and shooting out there because it's just like I, I'm like trying to hit these, these shots from these spots. And now I've become Dr. Seuss. Uh, but then I'm also like, I put these stakes on it in my mind. And I'm sure most kids that have played basketball have done this. Like, oh, you got to hit the shot for a million dollars. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this thing in my mind where I'm going to start with easy shots. You know, you hit this one and then I make it progressively harder to see where I fail at. And it's, it's a blast. I enjoy, I enjoy that thoroughly. So I've been doing that as kind of like a little solo thing to get some exercise to move around a little bit. And that's been like my, my evening thing. And it's been great because the weather's been fantastic. It hasn't rained in Pennsylvania in about three or four weeks. So yeah, we're, we're having a good run there. Uh, other things that happened. Oh, I forgot to talk about this before May ended. Clark man had his his field day at school, which he was really looking forward to. It was a thing where 
the whole day they went to a local park like they all got into bus at the school went to the local park and they spent the whole day outside like they had i guess like um snow cones or slushies or whatever which was like a highlight of the day for him they had like towels that they brought out they played kickball it was just a whole day where all the kids could just celebrate being kids and having fun the whole day outside uh, so he had fun with that and then they did it again like that was on tuesday i think or maybe wednesday yeah he had to go into school on tuesday which was like a regular day uh, after having monday off and then wednesday was like party day and then there was like a little regular day on thursday and then Friday was party day at the school where they just went outside uh, on the regular playground and played outside for the majority of the day. And now he only has two and a half days this week. So like school's almost over and June is in full force, which is where I'm, I'm kind of taking back to. Uh, Thursday, uh, the day after Clarkman did his thing, that was, was that the first? Yeah, I'm getting my, my days all together. This is why I need to document this better. That was the day that I did the crosscutters thing and went to the game. That was fun. Friday, like it, like, it felt like once June hit, everything was just like rolling. So like that was my day that day, and that was like the highlight of that day. That was my no zero day checked off. And then Friday was another yard sale day. And these were the community yard sales, actually not too far from my house. So Bud and Deb came over, picked me up. We went out yard sailing on Friday, and there weren't too many that were happening in the community that we were going into. Most of the people were saying like Saturday is going to be the day. Uh, which it, it was, and I'll talk about that in a second. But that was the day that we ended up meeting a fan in those community yard sales, and it was it was a kid and his dad. And I was just you know looking around. The kid comes up. He had a GoPro, and he's like, "I'm filming too." And then his dad comes over and tells their story about how much they enjoy our videos and how much it means to them, and how their son, uh, like the, the, their their son, uh, basically has the same all the same hobbies that I have. <laughs> He's like into RC, he's into Lego, he's into making vlogs and all this stuff. And it was just really cool to see how, how, um, how much I've, I've impacted him uh, without even realizing it. Um, and I just think, you know, meeting them was amazing, as I mentioned earlier. But then I think about maybe there's some other people out there too, and you just don't know what effect you're going to have. That's why I try to put out positivity to the world. That's why I try to be a role model, because I know there are kids watching, and there's enough negativity out there for all of us to consume, right? And just in the world in general. So if you can have a place where people can go to like, have a good time to to come along on the ride, whether it be hiking or whatever we're doing. I think I just think that's really cool, and uh, to be a motivational force for somebody out there, even if it's just that one person, is crazy. So I was the highlight of my day that day. Uh, but we did find some scores too. There was other things that happened. It wasn't in the community though that that we met them in. We ended up going uh, all the way, probably like 15, 20 miles away. There was another community yard still happening, and on my way there. Ended up finding a random yard sale where I got a video game. And then there was another spot where they're having like an estate sale. And it's a situation where like the whole house is up for sale, everything in it. And I walked around in there. It was obviously an older person. But then I went down to the basement and they had like all these trains, these model trains laid out. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's there's a lot of stuff here. I don't have a train layout. And that's a world that I've been tempted to get into, but I've resisted because I know it would be very bad for me financially and space-wise because I would end up getting a whole train layout in the studio here somewhere and I have like nowhere to put that and then I'd be buying trains like crazy and it would be probably a whole rabbit hole that I go down and maybe some people will probably really enjoy that <laughs> but for me right now I think that if I'm going to do a train thing it's got to be Lego because that's already a thing we're into plus instead of going out and buying all these trains I can make my own right and we can make custom ones and I think Clark would would love that 
But anyways, they had some trains there, and I had just enough service. This was up over a mountain. I had just enough service to find uh, out what a few of them are. And it was half off day on Friday, so they must have been doing it before. And I can just imagine all the amazing treasures that were there prior to that. But I ended up finding uh, like this this Bachman train that was still in its packaging, and they wanted eighteen dollars for it, but it was nine. Uh, and I looked it up on eBay, and it had been selling, and this is sold listings for like fifty dollars without the box. And this has the box and inserts, so I'm like, dude. What a great score for nine bucks. And I found a couple other little train things as well. I think I spent $15.50. And my goal is to turn that into a hundred bucks off of a flip. Uh, that would be lovely. So that was pretty cool. And then the next community yard, so we went into, I don't think I found much, but Bud did his thing. He did his Bud thing. And he asked this lady if she had any Lego for sale. And she says, well, I don't know. My, it's up to my son. So she ends up calling him. Who was, uh, we learned that he's 17 years old, asked him if his Legos for sale. And he said, yes, like he, he has no interest in him because he's a 17 year old. Why would he, right? That's a kid's toy. That's a baby's toy. So he comes out or she comes out with these two bins of Lego and uh, I'm looking through it and it's some pretty good stuff. Like it's a natural collection. It wasn't one where everything was pulled out of it. There's no fake Lego. There's no mega blocks. There's nothing. It's all just pure and it's clean. And I'm like, Ooh, I need this. And she's like, well, how much do you want to pay for it? Or what do you typically pay for this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It depends. She's like, well, I'm not giving it away. I know what even a small set costs. And I'm like, okay, give me the bad news. And in my mind, and, and she says $30. And I've never pulled my wallet out faster. <laughs> I gave her the 30 bucks and I, I ran away with these two bins of Lego. It was a great deal. I thought she was going to say somewhere between 50 and $100. And I was going to maybe counter, but she said 30, super fair price. And I snagged those things. So uh, Bud was thrilled because he basically lives like his yard sailing and the joy that he gets from it is exactly that. He ends up finding these scores for me that I'm excited about, obviously. And that brings him happiness. Like it's his way of like, it's like a gift to me. And it really is because he's, he always asks, I'm looking around. He's always like, have to ask, you got any Legos? And he takes that awkwardness off of me. And I, I greatly appreciate that. So he got that score for me. Um, and I, I was tickled. But then right after that, he got a score. He ended up finding a new um, picnic table. Our old picnic table was kind of falling apart as of the last yard sale they were using it. And we were thinking about maybe going online and getting one. And they're very expensive, surprisingly. But this guy had one out. He wanted $50 on it. just had a sign on it. So he went up and knocked on the door. And of course, Bud being Bud, he negotiated it down to $40 because he's not like me that just accepts things. He's like, you know, if, if that thing was $100, he would have offered him like 75 or something. But no matter what it is, he he likes, and I think this is like a dad thing or like a maybe a, a, an older, older guy thing that they like to feel like they won the battle. So no matter what it is, you got to negotiate it. And uh, he got it for 40. So we ended up going and getting the trailer and coming back and getting that. And that was my day. I was pooched after all. That was a pretty long yard sale day. We were out probably until like 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon by the time we got back with the trailer and the picnic table and all this stuff. But I had a good day of scores. And, of course, I did a video documenting all of that. So you get to come along with me on my yard sailing journey on Friday. But then you get to do it again on Saturday. Clark Man, of course, off. So Clark comes along. And... We dropped Deb off at her friends who's having a yard sale in the community that we started on Friday. This time, there's yard sales everywhere. And when you know at the very first yard sale we go to, there is a train table there with base plates glued to it. And inside of it is a whole pile of Lego. And I asked the lady how much you want for it. She says 
for, with the table included. I don't need the table, but you know, I'll, I'll take it. I'll get the Lego out and then I'll donate the table. And uh, I got my, my probably my best score of the day on the very first thing that we stopped at. We found a couple other things that day. I found some things to flip, some games, some sealed games. Did that on Friday as well. Uh, so I have I may I got enough stuff. I think that through selling selling on eBay, I can easily offset what I spent, and that's been my goal this year. And I think I've talked about this, where I'm trying to make enough money on eBay through selling things that I own or things that I find at yard sales to flip to pay for all my Lego purchases for this year. And I think I easily did that this weekend because I only you know I got like. $60 with a Lego and I got a lot of stuff. In fact, I found this one board game that's sealed that goes for like $30. And I did that again. I found another one that's pretty similar. So sealed board games do pretty well. And that should be enough just through selling those just to buy my Lego. And I'm happy about that. So we had a great time, but that wasn't it for Saturday, which is yesterday. So we're almost caught up here. If you're still with me, if you survived, uh, after that, we decided that we were going to go to the Penn's Cave flea market, uh, a place that we typically go in September. You've probably seen us have videos from there because we do it every year. They might even be in a playlist. So you could go through and flea market with us for hours if you want to. Uh, but this, the one in the spring isn't nearly as big. It's about half the size we come to find out. It's free admission. So we thought, you know, at the very least, we'll just go and grab some food there. And food we did ended up getting, what all did we get here? Let me do a, a rundown. Clark Man won a lemonade. Lemonade. Right after that, French fries. Cody got some of those roasted, uh, like sh uh, sugared up, pecans delicious uh we got a chicken on a stick that they have there uh we got some i got a raspberry milkshake um was there anything else we shared all of this stuff so it wasn't like i was eating all of that but it was like a family operation i think that's all the food that we got if i can remember correctly yeah that was it. Oh, Deb got a funnel cake. She wanted a funnel cake and she said she's only going to get it if i helped her eat it. So as she twisted my arm I was like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do you that favor and uh, help you eat this delicious funnel cake. So she got that. And, you know, it wasn't even me. As soon as she walks over with it, Clark man comes in like a little vulture and he's like, ah, he's like destroying this thing. Uh, but we, we had that too. And uh, my only score of the day there, I did find some Lego, but it was like dirty and mixed. And the pricing after doing yard sales for like the last month and a half and the days before, I just couldn't pay it. Like she, they wanted two dollars per minifig, which not terrible, but th it's not like there was anything special there. Uh, and then like just dirty mixed Lego and the prices they were asking, I was just like, thanks, but no thanks. I did find one score there at yard sale price, and that is this is another thing like materialized. I got an Estes rocket set. It's like a starter set. And if you guys have been following the yard sale journey, you know that I have found a couple of the engines for these things through random yard sale lots that I've gotten. I've had two of them. This comes with three more and it's like the the rocket, the stand, the whole thing. If you've never seen these before, uh, okay, imagine there's like a base with like a metal rod that goes up and then you slide the rocket down on that. Inside the rocket, the, the top pops off and you put a parachute inside there that you kind of stuff in. And then at the bottom of the rocket, you put one of these like cardboard like uh, engines is what they call them, but they're just like a, a cylinder with like some type of explosive material in it. I don't know what it's made of. And then there's like wires that run off that to a thing that you press a button on. And that's where it gets real fun because you press a button, you launch this thing in the air. When it hits the pinnacle of its flight, the top pops off and then the parachute pops out and it sails back down to the ground for you to do this again, assuming it doesn't end up in a tree or miles away, depending on the winds and stuff. So I've been wanting to do this at Clark, man. This is something I did as a kid. And I enjoyed it. So uh, it kind of just came together. And for $3, the lady, another situation where I said, how much do you want for the rocket kit? And she's like, 
oh, I don't know. And I was like, well, I was just, she's, I think she asked me like, how much do you, do you want to pay for it? And I said, I don't know. I was just going to get this to, to fly rockets with my son. And she's like, I don't know, three bucks. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a risk for three bucks if it, you know, to try it out. And it was kind of open, but everything seems to be there. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm like $3 and 25 cents into my new hobby as if I needed a new hobby, which is uh, model rocket flights. <laughs> And oh my gosh, speaking of new hobbies, I, I forgot to tell you this. After Friday, when I had all that train stuff, I was sitting at the dinner table. We had just finished eating, and I started taking the stuff out of the boxes, and I was, you know, clipping the train cars together and just, you know, seeing what it looked like and all that. They're HO scale, by the way, which is a little bit smaller, and that's the scale that I would probably get if I were to do a train. And I'm sitting there, and Clarkman comes over and he's moving around, and I was just like, oh my gosh, it would never, it would be so easy to get into this right now. Cause we have an engine and we've got two cars that are on the back of it. And I was, I was like super tempted. But then I'm like, no, I, I can't do this. We can't get into another train hobby. We already have the wooden train. We have Trackmaster. I mentioned we have uh, nine volt Lego trains. We've got the newer Lego trains. Trains are fun though. <laughs> trains are fun. I bet he's listening. <laughs> Anyways, that was, uh, that was pretty much my week. Takes all, all the way up to today. The only thing that I did last night, uh, I guess, would be my TikTok rabbit hole of the week, was Rubik's Cube. A couple weeks ago, I ended up getting a Rubik's Cube from our, my, our friend's sister. She was having a yard sale, and I was going to be at Bud and Deb's yard sale. And I was like, oh, I'll get a Rubik's Cube to play around with uh, you know, while I'm there. And I didn't realize it, but Clark Man really loves this thing. Like he, he, We don't know how to solve it, of course, but uh, he's playing around with it consistently in the car. I just have it in the car. And I came across this guy, this old dude that was like showing you how to solve a Rubik's Cube. And I was like, okay, this is my time to learn. And I come to find out this guy did a terrible job. Like it's like a 40 part series and the beginning of each of the parts, he's like talking about what they, what we learned in the last video. And it takes him forever to get into like what he's teaching us. And some of the videos don't even teach anything new at all. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is like the opposite of what TikTok is. You're supposed to like deliver information quickly and seamlessly. So I went over to YouTube a place with much more valuable tutorials. And I watched this 52 million view video on how to do a Rubik's Cube. And I wasn't really connecting with that one, so I found another one. And that one seemed to make more sense to me. And I'll tell you what, I got so darn close to solving this. I had everything solved except for the top four corners. And that's where I got lost. I tried doing what he did. Like these guys in these videos are so fast. Like I, I had that thing at 25% speed and he's like, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what, did, where did I go wrong? And then I messed it up and I had to go back and I tried this a couple times. I probably spent like two hours messing around with this thing, like what rewinding the video going back. Cause then he's like, do the part in step one to solve for the white side. I'm like, okay, let me go back. And then I did that. And then you have to do it multiple times. And there's these algorithms with like a, a righty algorithm, lefty algorithm he's talking about. So I have that down and I'm pretty good right now at solving the, the, the bottom layer and the second layer. The top layer is a little harder because then there's these other algorithms that he introduced. And then the very end is just, I, I just, I think my problem with it is I'm following what he's doing in the video and like, I'm just kind of replicating it. But when you're teaching something, you know, you can teach someone to do something, but you like knowing why, like, why is this working? And like, how do I figure this out for myself? If I was just sitting here without your video on, like outside of just memorizing, which seems to be a lot of that, like these, these different turns you do, like you do two like 
clockwise turns, two counterclockwise turns on these different sides, it starts solving it. Nothing that I'd ever be able to figure out if I just sat down with this cube. I'd never be able to solve this thing. But man, I got pretty darn close off of one night of doing this. And I looked through the comments and everyone's like, it took me hours to do this, but you got to stick with it. It's worth it. And I'm like, oh, I should go back. But then I thought like, man, I wasted two hours sitting here messing with this. But I feel like if I just get like the basics down, I think I could do it. And then I could teach Clark Man, which is my ultimate goal. And I know we have, a, I talked about Rubik's before, and there are a couple uh, enthusiasts that listen to this. So, you know, give me the encouragement that I need to do this. Or if you're one of those people that are just like geniuses. I remember the movie, uh, The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith, when he gets in the car with a guy and he's trying to like, uh, you know, set up a meeting with him or impress him. And he sits there and solves Rubik's Cube as they're riding in a cab. The first time he's ever seen one, because this was like in the 80s or whatever. And I'm like, ah, that would never be me. I, you know, I, I can visualize things pretty easily, but I just can't figure out how this thing works. And I, I think I'm probably in a boat with a lot of people there. Uh, but I think if I stick with it, if I keep trying, like if I can nail, I have the, the I know how to get like the, the bottom layer and the middle layer pretty decently. If I can just figure out that top and then how to solve that last side, that last side's a killer. And I think maybe it's just maybe watching some other videos, like the, the most popular video on YouTube, that one that had 50 plus million views, it, it just didn't resonate with me as much as the other one that had far fewer views. And I find that interesting because I listen to some, I listen to a podcast where this guy is almost like a life coach of sorts. And I, I, one of the most popular life coaches and the guy that he admires is named Tony Robbins. And this guy is like wildly successful, like tons of popularity and like people follow him. And he was this guy who was kind of like, I guess you'd, you'd describe him as like the Leppin Tony Robbins, even, even though Leppin has like a, a bad, you know, he's, he's not Tony Robbins, obviously, but he's like, you know, why would you not do something? And this is, a, I guess, a lesson for, for anyone out there, including myself. Why would you not do something just because someone out there does it better, in your opinion, or does, or, or is, is the person on that? For example, let's take it back to Lego. Obviously, there's dudes that do Lego reviews, and they're super successful at that. But why should that stop you from doing a Lego review? Maybe that person, just like the Rubik's Cube thing, I don't resonate with that person. Maybe that, that their personality or the way they talk or something about them is just, just not, not geared towards me, even though it is with a lot of people. And maybe you like the guy that d does the Rubik's Cube video that doesn't have the number one most popular Rubik's Cube video, maybe that one connects with me more. And that's the one that I went with. And that's exactly what happened. So like that guy, when he made that video, had to at least in his mind think, why would I make a Rubik's Cube video when this guy, he made like the, I guess the perfect Rubik's Cube video, at least according to the, the views, why would I make one? But then I, I just showed why, you know, I, I, that one, like it was too fast. It didn't like, I didn't like the way he was doing it. I liked the way that this guy was doing it. So don't be discouraged. And then again, this lesson to myself. Any advice I give you is advice for me. Don't be discouraged when you see someone out there that you think is like the best at something. Don't, dis don't be discouraged from doing that yourself because you never know. You never know who's going to connect with you. And I've made a lot of connections as, as I talked about uh, on Friday. I'm not the best yard sale person. I'm not the best RC person. I'm not the best at anything that I do. But I am pretty d darn good at sharing my authentic experience. And I think that... Uh, that's the thing that resonates more than anything. So that's my week in a nutshell. I apologize. I don't actually, but uh, that just was all over the place. And I think I got through everything I wanted to say. And it wasn't a direct route. It very rarely is just like life. It's branching all over the place. But you got to, uh, you got to hear everything that, uh, what was my intro now? I forgot what my intro was. Everything that I was, uh, I'm into and up to, up to and into. 
I like that. Okay, we're gonna. I think we're gonna keep that. But let's get into the listener feedback portion of today's event, starting with Journal of the Scots, who is very popular on my buddy Builder Buds podcast. Try saying that once. He says he's doing my Gardner Greg impression. It's an honor to have you over here. Doing my Gardner Greg impression while listening. Hope family is awesome. And congrats on the solo trip to Cedar Point. You know, I got a really great comment on that video too. That was along the lines of, you know, sometimes this video inspires me to know that I can do things on my own. Like he had people that had, you know, dropped out of things in the past. And in most cases, he, he would have just bailed out on it because he didn't want to do something alone. But this gave him like encouragement to know, like, you know, I'm comfortable enough with myself and uh, I feel like I can do this. And I thought that was pretty darn cool. I got to teach that to Clark, man, because he like he he he's a very extroverted person. <laughs> And he does not like to be alone. Like even playing video games down here, he wants me to be down here if he's going to come down and play video games. It's like, dude, you can play. You can do things on your own. He doesn't like to be in his room by himself. He likes to be around people and around us. And uh, I got to like, whatever I, whatever message or lesson that this person learned from my Cedar Point video, I got to somehow learn that as a father and, and put that down to Clark, man. But you know, sometimes you just got to accept people for how they are and who they are. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, go down there and you do something by yourself. You got to be independent. No, he doesn't necessarily need to eight year old man. He's got lots of time. Anyways, let me get back to your message. Journal of the Scots. He says, we should make an annual solo dudes trip at the end of May. I would love to do like a meetup thing. I may never have to do anything solo again. Family doesn't want to go ride upside down roller coasters. I do a community post. I'm like, hey, May 31st, whatever. <laughs> let's go to Cedar Point and let's all ride coasters. We get like 10 people together. How cool would that be? The whole day we could just go and do all this stuff. That would be a pretty cool meetup. I've considered doing that at like Lego stores before, but then I don't want to cause like a ruckus or nuisance. And I'm also an introvert too. So it kind of makes me like a little nervous meeting people. And obviously like they're already nervous and I, I, I gotta, I gotta break out of my comfort zone as well. That's a good lesson. We learn lessons here. He says, cool thing about roller coasters for me is the way up the clack, clack, clack. And your body immediately senses you did something really dumb and senses intense is up, uh, senses intenses. He says, you get a few seconds to see and then the entire park and skyline before all heck breaks loose. Um, and then he says, uh, oh, this I think this message got chopped. He doesn't want to go to Panda Express, though. He said he, he, he wants to go to the end of May. One rule, no Panda Express. <laughs> oh, I, I see what he's doing here. I, can I redo this comment? Can I, can I retry this? Journalist Scott's never going to comment again because I, I messed up his freaking comment here. Let me paint this picture because he did a great job with this. And I just, I just botched this. So he wants to go on the solo trip. He says, one rule, no Panda Express. Noted. I'll go anywhere. Chick-fil-A ideally, but not possible there. We'll find another place to eat. We can forget Panda Express. Although I, I will say, if you're walking on Millennium Force with me, you might smell that food and be like tempted into it. But maybe you've had a bad experience. But And that's where the rest of this goes. So he's talking about the clack, clack, clack. And we can all envision this. You know, you're going as the roller coaster's taking you up. And you're looking out over the side. And you're like, oh, God, this is going to be so bad. But you're excited and scared at the same time. And then you sense it. And then your body tenses up. And then he says, you get a few seconds to see then the entire you see the entire park and skyline before all hex break all heck breaks loose or your panda express i did all of that just to get to that last line and i still botched it all heck breaks loose or your panda express so he's talking about throwing up which thankfully no one threw up on any rides i was on it's something i sometimes think about when i'm sitting behind people i'm like 
please don't get sick, guys. If you're behind me, fine. You know, the puke's going to fly backwards, hopefully, unless we're upside down. It would be interesting to see where the puke would fly if you threw up upside down because you're kind of sucked to the outside. It probably wouldn't go well, no matter which way. The Panda Express was safe, though. I, I had to wait for Maverick after that. So everything was good. No no digestive issues, anything you'd expect from Chinese food. But I would uh, I would consider doing some type of trip. I think Knobles would be a good one. I, there's a guy that I watch who's like probably the premier Knobles guy. And he does, sometimes does meetups there. And that's where we always, that's where I feel like the biggest celebrity, I guess. Not yard selling when the, the one kid that lives in my area watches the videos comes up. But uh, at Knobles, I, we, always, we get several people every time we're there because we, you know, I make a lot of videos about it. And I was like, oh, Greg, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a cool feeling. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm that guy that makes videos. <laughs> oh, it's crazy times, my friends. But uh, thank you for for commenting, good sir. And uh, again, I apologize for completely botching your your masterfully crafted comment due to my poor reading abilities. I can read really well. I don't know what it is like when I'm sitting here reading things. Like I could read that in my mind perfectly, but I'm sitting here trying to read it to you, and I'm never going to make it as an audiobook narrator. That's one thing I'm going to have to cross off my life goals list. Next one comes from Vasvis Boys who I'm probably still saying that wrong. He says, hey, Greg, man, that's awesome you did the solo trip. I love roller coasters too. My son is still too small, so we haven't been to a real amusement park yet. The trip you and the family should try is going to Six Flags Darien Lake. It was amazing. Then cross the border to Canada and go to Toronto's Wonderland. Two great parks a few hours away from each other. Also, what's Cody's channel called? Uh, I'd like to have a listen. Thanks for making another great podcast. Okay, we got a couple things to dive into here. I'm up for going to any parks, obviously. Pizza, pretzels, pickles, and parks is my new thing. And uh, I'm, they probably have pizza there. They may have pickles. Pretzels always have pretzels, but sometimes they're not very good. In fact, I had a pretzel at the Crosscutters game that was god-awful. It was the driest thing that I've ever had in my life. So much salt on it. I literally I turned into a raisin while eating it. It was, it was the worst. So I'm going to give that a 0 out of 5 stars on the Crosscutters pretzels. Uh, but I did have a slush puppy with it that kind of helped. Like I almost needed to dip the pretzel in there, almost like a competitive eater when you see them uh, having the competitive eating contest and they're dipping the hot dog in the bun in water while they're like eating those. I almost needed to do that with the pretzel. Anyways, I would love to go to Six Flags Darien Lake. I've never even heard of it before. I have my passport. I could go into Canada to go to Toronto's Wonderland. But there are some parks that are a little bit closer that I'm planning to hit up. Uh, there are some water parks too. I come to find out that According to at least this list that I saw, three of the 11 top water parks in the United States happen to be located in Pennsylvania, which is amazing. So I do want to do some water park action this summer. Clark loves it. That was my favorite thing about Punicana was just hitting those slides they had there. And they weren't like, they weren't crazy. They weren't the Cedar Point of slides. They were like the, they weren't even the Knobles of slides. So Knobles does have a water park too in slides. Uh, but I want to go, here's, here's the list and maybe... You know, maybe you can advise me on if you've been to these ones or not. There, Six Flags wasn't necessarily on my list, but I want to go to Bush Gardens. I think that's the furthest one away that I want to go to. That's in Virginia. I want to go to Dorney Park, which happens to be in Pennsylvania. I want to go to Hershey Park. I haven't been there since I was in elementary school. That's in Pennsylvania. Of course, we're going to Dutch Wonderland. That's the other place we get recognized quite often because I've done Dutch videos. And uh, that's a great park for younger kids. 
never have any lines and Clark man loves the rides cause they're very calm and, and easy. And you can just literally just get off and get back on the rides like crazy. There's no weights. It's like the opposite of what Disney is, but it's great for younger kids. And of course the outlets are down there. So Mrs. Brickitect or Cody, as she's known in some circles is excited. They also have round one arcade that I love and my favorite ribs that I've ever had in my life at JB Dawson's, which is right near the arcade. Lancaster is such a great place for those reasons. But Hershey Park's not too far away. Again, I want to go to Dorney. Uh, they have a water park there, and I want to go to Bush Gardens. Those are like my on my list of, of places. Hershey and, and Bush Gardens specifically, I want to go to those ones. Uh, try out the coasters and see what they're like and go with Clark Man. So we've got the summer ahead of us to do that. Again, looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's uh, kind of like my thing that I love to do is, is particularly this time of year, my two passions – Yard sales, amusement parks, I guess because they bring me so much happiness. I love treasure hunting and amusement parks are just a happy place in general. Like everyone there is having a great time and it's just fun to be had everywhere you look and it's just such a happy place. It's kind of like what malls used to be like, you know, everyone's shopping, having like a a, a community experience. There's very few places that you can go and have a community experience like that where everyone's just having a good time, spending lots of money and having lots of thrills. And that's why, uh, Pizza, pretzels, pickles, and parks has parks at the end of it. The rest of it is just a food channel. Thank you for the for the recommendation, though. If you guys have any recommendations on where I should go to amusement parks, maybe in your home state, if it's not too far away from Pennsylvania, maybe the surrounding states. Obviously, I, I went to Cedar Point in Ohio. Uh, let me know. I, I would love to hit some up this summer if we can do if we can get it done in like a day or two, like stay at a hotel. That'd be great. Getting to to Canada, probably doable. Getting to California, not so much as much as I would like that. Next one comes from Megan. Says, um, I took my three and a half year old son to Bay Beach Amusement Park in Green Bay. There, we got a recommendation. Got to get out to Wisconsin, see the Packers. Uh, am I giving you an accent? Uh, he said he he wants to ride the rides just like Clark, man. He loves the Knobles videos. Those videos are the reason we found your channel two years ago. There you go. And then they're like, wait, what? what's this guy doing now? <laughs> it was only a two hour drive from MKE where we live and it made me wonder how in the world you manage the five hour drive, then Cedar Point, then five hours back. You're crazy. A little bit. I, it was an awesome day. That's a memory that I'm always going to have, even though it was like a solo thing and I love the family to be there. It was kind of cool doing like this, this like kind of challenge to myself. And that's where I was talking about earlier about wanting to do some like physically taxing things to, to prove to myself that I can do it. Like solving a Rubik's Cube as the smoke rolls out of my, my brain. Next, thank you for the comment. And that's for everyone. Uh, if I missed you in the, uh, in the thank yous. Next one comes from Brichter Scale. Fantastic name. He says, your comment about Cedar Point having field trips really brought me back in time. The first real, first time I went on a real roller coaster was Six Flags New England, back when my high school physics class went there. I saw a physics group at Cedar Point. They all had like physics 2023 on it or something. It says, on the topic of solo outings, I definitely agree. To some extent, I kind of enjoy solo outings for not having to worry about entertaining other people on the trip. I can just enjoy myself fully. I agree too. And as much as you love having a wife and kid, sometimes it's nice being like, you know what? We're not going to stop at the bathroom. I'm just going straight through. And then we get there. It's not like, oh, we need to go get something to eat. It's getting too hot. We need to get some drinks. I'm just like, coaster, 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 coaster. <laughs> you know, you, you can, you, you can kind of, and maybe it's just me as an introvert and an only child. I've just always been like, take, you know, a take care of myself attitude. And it's been a lot for me as an adult to kind of learn to like, 
think about other people's feelings and like accommodating other people and to be like caring a little bit, you know, because my family just wasn't like that. And I was oftentimes just alone. So for me to do a trip like that, like to some people, it seems crazy, right? Like, man, I can never imagine going to an amusement park by myself. Well, for me, it's like, dude, I, I do everything by myself. And it's like, this is how I, this is where I thrive, you know? Uh, but I will say, if you are thinking about just being the solo Rolo type person, having a family does bring exponentially more joy to your life than the joy that you get from doing a run like that. But sometimes you, you got to have a little me time, right? And that was that was my me day, so I enjoyed that. Um, I just uh, let me see where I left off here. I, I I should be just reading your comments and then replying, but I'm in, I'm interjecting in this to steal a court term. He says, I enjoy solo outings, not having to worry about entertaining other people on the trip. I can just enjoy myself fully. But it is good to do things with people also, as there is a whole other experience in itself. Agreed. I have been listening to this podcast using the podcast app, but came here to comment. <gasps> One last thing. In terms of space movies, you have you had Clark Mann check out Hidden Figures or October Sky. They're more about the early development of the space program, but I love both these movies. Apollo 13 is also amazing. I watched that when I was six, so I think Clark should love it too. Sorry for the long comment. Never apologize. Thank you for coming over from podcast land, which I'll say to everyone else out there, if you're watching this on the YouTubes and you're tired of looking at my face, you can listen to this as a podcast wherever you can find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I think are the two common ones. October Sky, I remember watching that in physics class because we didn't actually do much of anything in there outside of watch movies and make SD's rockets, which definitely helped my love of, of such things. I like that movie. I think Clark would like that. Uh, I haven't seen Hidden Figures, but I believe it's on, is it on Disney Plus? I feel like I saw it streaming somewhere and I thought he would like that. But Apollo 13, I think he would love. That's one that I, I think he would really get invested in because it is like the story of things going massively wrong and then trying to like figure out how to fix it. He loves space stuff. So uh, thank you for the movie recommendations. I'll add those to our to our watch list. We have so many things that we need to watch. Next comment. Thank you for the comment, by the way. Next one comes from Jennifer. It says, I, who I believe is from Texas. So this is comments appropriate. She says, not for cooling your drinks, but to cool you when you're out in the heat. Special towels that you wet and it keeps you cool for hours. The one we use is Mission brand. This is sponsored. Organic, original microfiber cooling towel, not organic. My mom depends on it. Just going to the grocery store in the Texas heats. There you go. I, you know, I'm an idiot because Deb got me one of these for Christmas. She always gets me the most thoughtful and useful gifts because she knows that's how I am. And then she got me this towel, and I, I, I thought it was, it was silly looking. It, it, I, it had like the universe on it, or like a galaxy, and it was like purple and pink. And I was like, this, this looks like a wizard towel. She's like, it's one of those cooling towels you should use. And I never used it. I don't know where it is. I don't know what happened to it. But Bud had his yesterday at the flea market, and I was a little jealous because it was super hot. So uh, if your mother-in-law gets you a thoughtful gift, here's my probably my final lesson of the day. Take advantage of it, even if you're going to look like a, a wizard when you're using it. Sometimes having a towel like that can be very helpful. But I will put that on my Amazon list because that could be really nice even for hiking or just going out at the amusement parks. Put some cold water on that from the bathroom and then boom, instant relief, especially if you don't have to worry about your your hair or your makeup or anything getting all destroyed, which I, you know, I only worry about occasionally. Next one comes from a repeat, repeat offender, one of our most loyal patrons. Uh, this is from uh, Janelle, who says, uh, my closest planet fitness is in our old Kmart, which ours is too, technically, because Kmart, if we're following the trajectory of things, Kmart became Hobby Lobby, and then right beside Hobby Lobby in like the same exact place where Kmart was, is now Planet Fitness. So I am indirectly still getting to go to Kmart. It's just branded as a fitness place now instead of 
the place that I love, which is Kmart. If you want to see some old Kmart videos, I do those too. That's probably a place we'd get recognized if Kmart was still around here. I'm going to try to get to a Kmart one of these days. I think there's one still in New Jersey, I think. Maybe we can make it there. She says the college students can use it as use it free as the college has a contract with it. Pretty cool. It probably makes it very busy. There are a few things that I grow from seed. She's kind of commenting on all the things we talked about last week. Carrots are the only that I can think of that we grow from seed. I like to grow my own vegetables and fruit because I like knowing what was in the soil and what fertilizers are used. I didn't know you haven't finished the Lego build. I just thought I missed it and you privated it. No, she's talking about this uh, project that I'm working on. Or I, I guess I finished. It was the pirate, which I'm going to talk more about next week because I'm doing a little bit of a, a YouTube experiment. It says, I'm glad you were you went to the amusement park. Well, thank you, Janelle. Thank you for commenting on all of my random things that I talk about. I uh, So some of these, I'm just like, I talked about that. My brain just like, after I'm done, I'm just like, my brain has been officially dumped. Uh, next comment comes from G Family. He says, I was wondering how the chicken that was sick made out. I believe he was isolated from the rest of the group at one point. It was about three months ago. Yeah, she did not make it. Um, I got some really like negative feedback on the video where I showed that. And uh, people are like, you, you know, Greg, you shouldn't, you should really get, hire an editor or you should really think about what you post before you show like your a sick chicken or a dying chicken. And I was just like, dude, like this. I share what's going on in my life. Death and sickness and illness is a reality that all of us will eventually face and animals obviously too. But it just kind of showed me that on social media at the very least, people don't want that kind of stuff. They come for escape. You know, they, they don't want to see like real things and happening in real time. They want to see like, Oh, you, you know, you're going for a hike, you're climbing a mountain. It's a, it's a beautiful day. Like that, that's the kind of stuff that people want to see, but that's not what I want to give you. I want to give you a realistic experience of, of what I'm going through. But nonetheless, I was like, you know, this is kind of a bummer. And she died the next morning and I, I just didn't film it. I was just like, you know, what, what good is this going to do other than giving people like information on it? Like, oh, what did happen to the chicken? But it was just like, you know, if people don't want to see her sick and like my final moments, like getting to enjoy this, this chicken and kind of documenting that, they're obviously not going to want to see her dead. So she died and I took her and I buried her way down in the backyard out there. And that's, that's what came of it. So now we have seven chickens. Uh, but I'm on the cusp, maybe. We were uh, talking to this lady at the yard sale who has chickens and ducks. And she told me that they live in the same area together. And she, for the ducks, for water, she just got one of those blue swimming poles that you see everywhere that little kids get into. And the ducks love it. And I'm like, ooh, if I could have, I could even get like another little house, like a little, um, what I use is like these things for trash cans. You put your trash cans inside and close it up. Uh, I could get another one of those for the ducks and get like three ducks, have a little swimming pool action out there. We've got a huge fenced in area. The chickens don't use hardly any of it. You know, they're just kind of doing their little chicken thing. But, uh, you know, seven chickens, three ducks. I just love ducks. I've been advised not to get them because they're like really messy and like they, they poop everywhere. But I just love, I love ducks in particular because it's, they're like the ultimate animal. They're aquatic. They can, you know, they can go through water like a, a boat. Then they're on the they're on the the land. They can walk, you know, somewhat okay. And they can even fly a little bit. So it's kind of cool to see that these are able to do that. I'd have to do a lot of research to figure out like, can my forty eight inch fence keep ducks in? What is raising ducks like? Is there anything else I need to do? Chickens are so easy. If you want to get chickens, go to Tractor Supply if you have one in your area. They have chickens there for sale, little chicks. They throw them in a box. You bring them home. Make sure that they're they're warm for a little bit and have food and water until they start getting some feathers. You throw them outside and they live there happily without much intervention from you. Like we go on vacations for weeks at a time. 
I put a whole big thing of food and water out there. They're perfectly fine. They, they just, and I have a door that goes up and down on their coop. They, they exist and they're happy and there's not much you need to do. They're the ultimate pet in my opinion. They're not very lovey like a cat or dog, but they provide eggs to you and they take care of all your food waste and scraps and they're just fun to, to look at and, you know, give them names and, you know, I pet them occasionally and you know, I get in there and I pet them. They don't like it very much though. Uh, I will say I, I love dogs probably more than any pet because I just, I don't know. I, when I yard sale, it's one of my highlights is seeing the dogs. I'm just like, I'm like, oh, can I, beautiful dog. As soon as you introduce or as soon as you like lead in with, that's a beautiful dog. And then you say, can I pet them? Or like, usually a dog comes right over to you. Then I get my, my pettings in and I love that. So, you know, I do, I would love a, an alternate life where I have like a dog shelter where I take like dogs in and I use the social media thing as a way to like get them adopted. I've seen people doing that. Maybe one of these days I can add that to my, my bucket list of things to do, but I, I just love animals so much. And, uh, Greg's farm will one day become a thing once we're done with this, this chapter right now of, uh, of the travel life. Okay. Now we get into the question of the week last week, which was if you're one of the people that consistently drive in the passing lane while you're driving, or if you see people are doing that, why, why do you think people do that? There's no other cars in the road. Why are you in the passing lane? This came back. This is from my um, trip to Cedar point where it was just me and this other car in the road. And they're just literally driving the passing lane with me directly behind them. Just like, are you getting over buddy? And then like passing them on like the regular lane and then getting, and then driving on. And they just, they just are uh, ignorant to, to where they're at in space and time apparently. And I'm like, why you do realize this is the passing lane, right? And there's people that are like, you're, you're holding traffic up. Let's get into your guys's thoughts on this and your, your theories. First one comes from zero. The hero says, Greg, stupidity is the reason why some folks driving skills or, uh, or were they from, it's either stupidity or they're from Canada or California. You know, I, I think it was probably more of the stupidity. Sorry for the bad joke. Don't cancel me. Not canceled at all. Uh, it, it probably, I don't know if it's stupidity. We will, I think it's ignorance probably, but we have some other theories here too. Uh, he says, uh, my daughter started to play breath of the wild again, and she wants the new Zelda so bad question for you. Oh, we got a question coming back to me. What do you think? about video games and their cost. I find it way worse than Lego at times. Unbelievable for a disc and some programming. Best game ever is Simpsons. I believe it was in the original Xbox. You know, I I have a different opinion than you, uh, and that is that I think video games are the best value for money that you could possibly spend in entertainment. You know, a Lego set, say a $60 Lego set or $70 now with uh, video game prices going up, you're going to get a little enjoyment out of that. You're going to sit down, build it for, for a little bit. And then once it's done, it's kind of built. And then you either decide, am I going to take this apart, uh, build something else? Am I going to put it on a shelf? What am I going to do with it? Versus a video game where you get hours and hours and hours of entertainment. So if you divide the hours of enjoyment you get out of the dollar cost that you put into a video game, particularly because video games over time, unlike Lego, if I were to go try to get a video game from 10 years ago, as long as you don't go too far back, I can get games for like five bucks, 10 bucks. You can get them in a yard. So I bought a video game this week for $1. And that is, uh, what was that? Borderlands three. I bought $1. Uh, it's not the, the, I'm sure the price is a little bit higher on eBay, but not by much. And you can get hours and hours of entertainment out of that. So I think video games is the best entertainment you can spend your money on outside of maybe like a streaming service. You know, if you, if you got uh, Disney plus for a month for 10 bucks or whatever it costs, that's probably the greatest entertainment you can get for the dollar. Uh, Cause you could sit down f- literally for the entire month and 
for 24 hours a day stream content. Great value. Lego, not great value for, for what it is, honestly. And I think about that even in terms of like, uh, they just came out with a Pac-Man Lego set, right? It's like a Pac-Man arcade cabinet type thing, just one you'd sit on your desk. It's 270 bucks. The real Ms. Pac-Man, same cabinet that I got a year ago on sale was like a hundred bucks. And even like the retail on it's 300. So like that being a video game and like a console essentially, in my opinion, is a way better deal than the Lego one. Cause it's like the Lego, it's like you build it up and then you sit there and it's not, you can actually play any games on it. This has a whole bunch of games. You can sit there and play and try to get the high scores. Lego is a terrible value. It's fun to build, great to put on display, even better for being creative if you go that route. But video games are uh, way better, in my opinion. And that would be a great topic for next week because I know we have a lot of people listening that are into both things, video games and Lego. What do you think about that? What's the greatest value for entertainment? It could be something else. too. Maybe you're into a whole other hobby or whatever. Hiking, probably. <laughs> Hiking is the greatest value. What do you need to have to hike? Something on your feet. Maybe even not even that. And uh, that's it. Got to have shoes on your feet. There's no admission charge. There's no lines. There's no fast pass. You just go out and you enjoy it. That's probably the greatest value. Walking, walking your dog, great value. Exercise for both of you, no cost. Uh, you do have to pick up poop, not fun, but you know, it's, yeah, it's, you, you could really go down a whole rabbit hole here, I suppose, of what's the greatest value in enjoyment entertainment. Uh, Lego and Lego is definitely not there. Video games though, like if you're actually like purchasing something to do, I think is is up there. But let me know what you guys think. That'd be a great topic for next week. Maybe I'll try to do like a pin comment. So if you, people, some people aren't going to survive this long. We're over an hour deep into this baby. I uh, I got to find a way to to get people to survive this. I don't know how it's going to happen. Anyways, let's go on to Brickstar's comment. He says the problem with the passing lane is that people think it's the fast lane and that they think they're going fast. <laughs> yeah, even if they're going the speed limit. Terrible. Next is uh, sold by Ronnie, who I think has the best. The, the best response to this. He says his speculation for passing lane drivers is that they do this because they don't care about anyone else but themselves. They're able to drive at a pace they're comfortable with and not have to worry about ever changing lanes because most people use that lane for its intended purpose, passing, which means that the passing lane driver doesn't ever have to slow down or speed up. That's a great point. You know, if you're driving in the regular lane and then somebody's coming up pretty slow or you're coming up on them, you have to get in the passing lane and you got to get back over. That's a lot of work, right? You know, moving your steering wheel over to the left a little bit, maybe even putting your turn signal on. Oh, so strenuous. And then getting back over and always having to worry about that versus if you just park it in the passing lane, frigate, you're just driving. It's very unlikely you're going to come up on someone, especially if you're driving pretty much at the speed limit or whatever. It's more likely people are going to come up behind you and they're going to have to work their way around you. So it is just a selfish thing, I think. It's just like the people that don't put their carts back at the grocery store. People are genuinely selfish and lazy. And maybe the whole passing lane thing is just an extension of that, uh, which is unfortunate because at least in real life when people are being lazy or, or, or selfish, you can call them out on it versus in a car where people tend to be a little more uh, aggressive and do things that they wouldn't do in real life. Like imagine you're walking in real life and somebody runs up behind you and is like literally stepping on your heels to get around you. And you're like, dude, like what? And then they, they, they run around you and then run past like, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? But on the highway, that's just the way it is, which is why we need to go back to my invention idea which is the camera that's on your car where you can send video files to the person's insurance agency. It should just have like a QR code on their car. And it's like, you see somebody driving like an a-hole, record, send, 
And then their insurance company gets to review that footage and see them driving 90 miles an hour in a 45 construction zone. And they can decide if they would like to drop them from insurance or double their insurance rates because they're an unsafe driver. Or if they'd like to forward that to the police to then have the person's license taken away or arrested or fined, that would be good too. It'd be like, we're all vigilantes policing things out here. And I think things would probably improve greatly if we, if we could actually do that. So that's my invention that I want. That and the bus app. Uh, which apparently already exists, but I want to know where this school bus is so we can get out to the bus like without having to wait. And if we're waiting out there for 20 minutes, know if it already went by or if like it's just running late. Those are my my two apps that I want to make. If anybody would like to join me on that, uh, meet me at Cedar Point. We'll have a discussion on Maverick while we uh, while we ride. <laughs> Next one. Thank you for the, f- the feedback on that, guys. Next one comes from Canadian Guy, who I bet is from Canada. He says, well, Tried to get into playing Ninja Gaiden. No dice. The pain was too real. Couldn't bring myself to hook it up. Did you see that they have a new one? Was wondering if that would be worth the nightmares as an adult. Hmm. Could be. Great episode, bud. Yeah, there's a bunch of Ninja Gaiden games out there. There's a couple for NES. There, I think there's some for Xbox. There's some on Game Pass right now, too. I don't think they're nearly as hard as the Nintendo one. I haven't gone back and played it at all. I'm still on level four with my save state. I would like to beat that game. And I'm trying to figure out what would be more of an accomplishment. Beating Ninja Gaiden or solving a Rubik's Cube. Both extremely difficult and frustrating. One of which, very fair. The other one, somewhat fair and difficult. You can decide which one's which. Next comment, thank you for that one, comes from Adam Pierce. He says, hey, Mr. Greg, thank you for the, Mr. He says, great podcast. I agree on the fast lane, but down here in Arkansas, if you're in the fast lane and not passing, you get pulled over and get a ticket. It's what the state police call camping in the left lane. I love that. I'm just going to go drive down in Arkansas from now on. That's where I'm going. Give me a give me an amusement park. Throw one out to me next week. We'll, we'll hit it up in Arkansas. <laughs> Solo trip. I'll try to drive it all in one day. That one should have been probably before the last one. A little out of word here. Last one, but least. Last and not least, I guess. The last and least comment made this person feel terrible. It says, if Clark's looking for an open world racing game, I recommend Burnout Paradise. My 10-year-old son, my 10-year-old has been loving it. I played it back in the day when it first came out. It still holds up. I have it. I have it for PlayStation 3, I think. I enjoyed that game. Uh, I've tr- tried enticing Clark into new games. I mentioned last week that I've been trying to like get him to like expand his his gaming uh, repertoire. Because right now it consists of My- Minecraft and Universe Sandbox. And then he started playing BeamNG. But those are the games he loves. And he loves them because there's no goals. He just wants to be put into a place where he can do whatever he wants to do. And be creative. And have fun. And like the dad part of me is like, sure, you don't want to like go save the world or like accomplish this thing. Like I want him to like have purpose and a meaning, but it's just like the same thing where I want him to be more independent. It's like, let him be him and and thrive in the way that he wants to. If he likes to just jump into creative Minecraft and build an amazing city in it, why, how is that any different from beating Minecraft the game other than it takes, and I guess this is where I'm looking at it from as a dad, it takes determination and like having a goal. And if you have a setback, you got to keep striving at it. I think when you're just doing things just for fun, you're not challenging yourself, I think is probably where I'm having an issue with it. I want to see him challenge himself. So I'm going to keep working at that. Maybe I can do that, do that this summer, try to try to push him a little bit. Because uh, sometimes, you know, you, you get comfortable and if somebody's not there to really like push you in, you know, whether it be the, 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 the deep end of the swimming pool or if it's a video game or whatever. And I've seen this time and time again, like I know if I, if I give him like that, that motivation or a push, he'll come away loving the thing. 
hiking, for example, roller coasters, like these things that he's like, he, he would back out of if I was, if I just was like, yeah, that's fine. You don't have to do that. I'm like, no, just do it. Give it a shot. And I guarantee you by the time you're done, you're going to love it every time I'm right. So I think this is another one of those situations, but uh, it's just one of those dad things. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to navigate all this, navigate my life as I punch the microphone, trying to navigate my life and also navigating, helping him navigate his, it's quite the journey. Speaking of journeys, I hope you enjoyed this journey that we're on here this week. This is a little bit of a longer episode, but maybe somebody out there appreciates that. And like, yeah, I got a little bit more uh, more listening in before I had to go do whatever else it is that I do. Or maybe you're doing something while you're doing this. I hope you enjoyed tuning in. I enjoy making these. And uh, I hope that uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of Missing Pieces where we, what's the tagline? I talk about what I'm into and up to. Yeah, we got that. I think we're going to go with that. Thank you so much. Hope you have a glorious week. Thanks for tuning into my ramblings, and uh, we'll see you all in the next one.